Hello, and welcome to the reading room. This is Kate, or Mrs. Lemonade on Twitter, and today I will be reading Cyrus by From the Mist, or Dalamedia on Twitter. Disclaimer, this fic is rated for mature audiences. Please see the AO3 link in the description for additional tags. Cheeks, 2353. Hey, you awake? Bakuzo squinted at his phone in the darkness, annoyance glaring in him as he saw the clock. He shook his head, exhaling slowly, before slowly typing out a response. GZ, 2358. No. GZ, 2358. Fuck off. He tossed his phone back onto his bedside table head falling heavily into his pillows. He closed his eyes, the lull of sleep pulling him in, before another musical chime shocked him out of his drowsiness. For the love of God, woman, he growled, grabbing the device and peering at the screen. Cheeks, 002. Can I come over? Cheeks, 003. Please. He frowned, staring at the glowing screen trying to figure out what that meant. Did she want to talk? Did she get locked out of her apartment again? Did she miss him? They had literally fucked in a closet at work two days ago. Did she just need him to get her off again and wash off her stress? Something heavy turned in his stomach at the thought, and he mulled over his response for another minute before typing out a quick reply. Bakuzo sighed, sitting up with a grunt, and mentally made a note to text Kirishima that he wouldn't be able to make it to morning training. He didn't know what Uraraka wanted, and considering their track record, she was probably going to be staying the night. GZ, 0010. Fine. Cheeks, 0010. Be there in 10. He scrubbed at his eyes, yawning as he threw himself out of bed. Grimacing a little at the odd taste in his mouth, he took a detour to the bathroom to brush his teeth again and gargle some mouthwash. Bakuzo took a moment to stare at his reflection. There were bags under his eyes, a weariness that reflected the aches and pains of a twelve-hour patrol day, and he ran a hand through his messy hair. He thought momentarily about styling the spikes like he usually did, but couldn't bring himself to muster up the energy. Instead, he tossed on a thin headband, pushing his bangs out of his eyes, and padded to his kitchen to make a pot of tea. He was on his second cup when he heard the doorbell ring. Bakugo felt a little more human with the boost of caffeine in his system, and when he opened the door, the sight of Uraraka in a fuzzy pink bathrobe and shower sandals stopped him in his tracks. What the hell are you wearing? It was this or Mina's leopard print trench coat, she said, rolling her eyes before pushing her way inside. He raised an eyebrow, watching curiously as Uraraka shed both the robe and her shoes, leaving her in tiny shorts and a loose top that did nothing to hide the fact that she wasn't wearing a bra. She's having one of her marathon sex sessions again. Again? He wrinkled his nose. Isn't that, like, the second time this month? Third, Uraraka murmured. She looked exhausted, her usually bright eyes dull, but she gave him a small, weary grin anyways. Thanks for letting me come over. Bakugo shrugged, ignoring the squeeze of his chest at the sight of her smile. It's whatever, he muttered brusquely, grabbing her by the wrist and pulling her into the kitchen. Sit down, you're literally about to keel over. 
or a rack of something to one of the stools at the kitchen counter, not even hesitating as she took his half-full cup and drained it like a shot. I'm gonna be honest, I don't think I'm really up for sex right now, she murmured with a sigh. Makiro mentally crossed the option off his list, ignoring a small pang of disappointment. If she wasn't here to get dicked, then there were only two other possibilities. One of them made his lungs tighten, a thread of fear winding itself around his heart. Casually, he rolled his eyes, grabbing the cup from her and refilling it. What the fuck did you text me for? She paused, an expression he couldn't quite place flickering across her face. Guess I just didn't want to be alone, she said with a tentative half-smile, catching the cup as he slid it back across the counter to her. As she sipped at the tea, he took the chance to look her over. The hunched shoulders, the dark circles, and the way she winced as she rolled her neck. There was something eating at her. He recognized the familiar signs. He saw the same one staring back at him through a mirror, only a little while ago. Shitty day. Yeah, she sighed, sipping at the tea more slowly this time. You know how it is. She didn't have to elaborate any further. Between the two of them, Bakugo was the more fucked up one, and he knew better than anyone how bad things could get. It was partially why they started this entire arrangement in the first place. Things had been weird between them lately. The usually rough, aggressive sex from the beginning was rarer now, replaced with something slower and more intimate. More and more often, they ended up tucked up against each other, sometimes even without any sex- anything sexual happening, and each time it happened, it left him feeling unsure of where they stood. For Bakugo, this entire thing was no longer about fucking out their frustrations. It started to mean something more, and he was terrified of screwing things up. He tried not to think about how his apartment felt empty when she wasn't there. He tried not to think about how much he missed waking up, curled around her. This fuck-buddy arrangement between them had strayed so far from the casual hookups they'd first agreed upon all those months ago, and when finally he was ready to admit it to himself, he was already too far gone. We can just cuddle, he offered gruffly, something like relief settling into him. She wasn't breaking things off. Uraraka considered it for a second, then nodded. Outside? He pulled her up out of her seat and led her towards the tall glass windows, as if she didn't know his home as well as her own. You act like we don't always end up there anyways, he grumbled, savoring the feeling of her hand in his as they crossed his apartment, if only for a few precious seconds. Doesn't hurt to ask. He could hear the cheekiness in her tone, the happier lilt of her voice, and he found himself smiling as he opened the door to a sprawling patio, lined with plants and a lounge bed wide enough for two people to sleep on. Uraraka slipped past him, throwing herself into the cushions with a long, slow sigh, and wiggled around as she settled herself into the pillows. She was already pulling a blanket over her legs, yawning tiredly when he shuffled over and climbed in next to her. Have I ever mentioned how much I love that you have an outdoor bed? A quiet giggle escaped as she cuddled up to his side, pulling his arm around her shoulders and settling her head on his chest. Only every fucking time, cheeks, Bakugo muttered, exhaling deeply as he scratched his fingers across the crown of her head. The way she leaned her head into his touch, humming warmly, had his stomach doing somersaults. I'm pretty sure you like it more than me at this point. Falling asleep under the stars? What more can a girl ask for? He huffed at her relaxed, teasing tone, 
reaching down to pinch her thigh warningly. I guess the company isn't so bad either. What a glowing commendation, he deadpanned, rolling his eyes. Mm, you know you love me, she laughed, and he made a vague noise in response. He hoped she couldn't feel how his heartbeat quickened at her words. As she slowly relaxed into him, Raphael let his eyes wander up, his mind drifting as he stared up towards the sky. As a kid, he didn't have many feelings about space or the stars in general. He had always been so fixated on heroes that everything else fell short in comparison. He'd known, objectively, that it was pretty, but it was just one of those things that was always just... there. As he grew older, he started to appreciate the appeal. There was something compelling about the idea of a limitless expanse, mysterious and far-reaching and unexplored. It made him feel small and insignificant when everyone in his life expected him to be the complete opposite, and somehow it felt like an escape. Under the blanket of a starry sky, he was just another person, just another body that would one day fade back into stardust, and he could drop all of his masks and just breathe. He had wondered months ago if that was why he was so drawn to Uraraka. There was something about her that brought those same feelings out of him, not where he felt insignificant, but where he felt like he could be fallible and imperfect and human. He felt safe, letting her see the ugly parts he kept hidden from the world, and as she opened up to him, it felt like he had stumbled into something just as fascinating as the stars. With every laugh and sigh that fell from her lips, he felt like he was unraveling the mysteries of a universe that he'd once overlooked. With every touch and taste, he wanted to dive deeper. He wanted to look and learn and listen until he could trace memories across her skin and read secrets in her smile. With every kiss, his heart raced and skipped and burst out of his body, and the thought of letting her go became harder and harder with every passing day. He tried to imagine a life without Uraraka in it, without her bright laugh, without her teasing comments, without her bullheaded stubbornness. He tried to imagine her sitting under the night sky, stargazing with someone else, while Bakugo stared up at the stars alone, thinking about how he had let her slip away. The thought sent a stab of loneliness shooting through him, and his hands stopped as something deep in his chest ached. Uraraka felt the way he tensed under her, and she tilted her head to peer at him through soft lashes. He could see the question in her gaze from the corner of his eye, but he pretended not to notice as she asked softly, What are you thinking about? You? It's nothing, he said quietly. He swallowed around the lump in his throat, trying and failing to hold in a heavy sigh. Bakugo, she frowned, sitting up so she could look at him more directly. You know you can tell me anything, right? He hated it when she did this. She knew that if she stared him down long enough, he'd cave in. He always did, eventually. It took him a moment to gather his courage, but he reluctantly dragged his eyes away from the dark sky. When he met her gaze, his breath hitched. There was an unfamiliar tenderness in her eyes, something that went beyond the empathy and care she gave away so freely to everyone she met. She watched him, open and sincere, and Bakugo suddenly felt like she could see right through him. Like she knew. Maybe. Maybe. Slowly, carefully, he reached towards her, telegraphing his movements to give her a chance to back away. He felt like he couldn't breathe as his fingers brushed up the side of her face, 
catching on the long locks of her hair and sweeping them back so he could cradle her cheek in his palm. All the while, Uraraka observed him with that same patient, gentle gaze, waiting. Do you? His voice sounded hoarse, quiet and raw and exposed, and he felt as if he had been cut open and bared for the world to see. Do you ever want more? More? Out of this. Bakugo swallowed, forcing himself to keep his eyes on her as he gently stroked the apple of her cheek with his thumb. Fear seeped between the cracks in his lungs, making it hard to breathe. Us. His heart was a word away from flying out of his throat, and distantly he wondered why he was doing this to himself. He felt weak and adrift, skin crawling in anticipation and doubt and panic as the seconds ticked by, and he hated having feelings, because going through this bullshit was literally the worst thing in the world. Oh, she breathed, eyes widening a little. She looked a little stunned, and he could feel the muscles and bones working beneath the skin of his palm as she opened and closed her mouth a few times, trying to find the right words. His heart stopped when Uraraka's expression shifted slightly, her features softening. Do you? Her face shone down at him, and the expression on her face was something Bakugo couldn't name. The mix of hesitation and fear and hope, combined with the vulnerability in her eyes, made his breath catch. Only all the fucking time, he admitted quietly, and she inhaled sharply. Please tell me you really mean that, she whispered, a plea and a prayer rolled into one. At that, the world suddenly realigned itself and Bakugo felt like he could fucking fly. Do you seriously think I'd buy a lounge bed for you if I didn't? A smile crept up when she reached up to take his hand, drawing it down to her mouth so she could press her lips to his scarred, calloused palm. No, you wouldn't. Uraraka giggled, the grin on her face stretching wide and real and true, and she laced their hands together before leaning down to kiss him sweetly. Their tangled hands landed next to his head as he leaned up into her, savoring the languid brush of her tongue against his and the taste of green tea lingering beneath it all. When she pulled back, her hair fell in a curtain around their faces, blocking out the rest of the world so that all he could see was her. Bakugo reached up to curl his other hand around her head and cradle her neck, fingers playing with the baby hairs at her nape, and Uraraka sighed, soft and slow. I do want more, she whispered. The confession sat heavy in the space between them, and he brought his forehead to meet hers. I've wanted more for a while. Bakugo let out a slow, shuddering sigh and murmured, Good. His heart was pounding so hard that it felt like it would explode from his chest at any moment, but despite all the adrenaline pumping through his body, he had never felt more content to stay like this. Lying here, Hidden from the rest of the world, he looked up and saw the universe in her eyes. He didn't need or want anything else. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this reading, please use the AO3 link in the description to give the author a well-deserved kudos and comment. Also, don't hesitate to message us on Twitter with your requests for fix to be read.